Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time it is where you are located. Welcome to Collider Dailies. I'm John Alditz, and joining me is... Maggie Lovett. Uh, Maggie, how are you doing today? I am doing very good on this fine Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Wednesday. Middle of the week. Uh, it is... Wednesday is a mixed bag for me. I... Some days I'm like, oh, so so glad hump day, what? But then other days I'm like, oh, it's only Wednesday. Like, it just drags, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It really just depends on the week. But anyways, today we have an, uh, an episode that is just chocked full of <laughs> exclusives. Uh, actually, all of our topics today, everything that we are talking about today, comes from an interview that our own Steve Weintraub did with Scott Stuber uh, while he was at the reopening of the America Cinematheque. Cinematheque? Cinematheque. Cinematique. Yeah, sure. At the Egyptian <laughs> Theater Hollywood, uh, Steve got a chance to talk to him and asked a whole bunch of questions. We learned just a ton of stuff. So and we're so gonna much go more over. to come too. Oh yeah, like we're gonna we're gonna talk about these these things, and then there's a bunch of other stuff on the website. So be sure to go over to Collider.com and check that out. And also pay attention to it over the next couple the next coming days because there's gonna be even more uploaded over time. There's so much like so yeah. much stuff that you can only find. On Collider, uh, and this is stuff you're not getting out of like Geeked Week either. So if you're if you're waiting for these updates in Geeked Week, you're not getting them. You're getting them from us. So so get on there and check it out. We are going to be talking about Anola Homes Three Extraction Three. So lots of sequels there. But first, <laughs> let's talk about Greta Gerwig doing Chronicles of Narnia. Yes, that I'm I'm going to be honest with you. 
not what I expected her to be working on next. Yeah. I didn't think that it was going to be Chronicles of Narnia, of all things. <laughs> right? I know when this was first announced, it was like pre-Barbie. So we didn't really know exactly where where this was going to go because we had really only had like Little Women and Lady Bird and those kinds of films. But I think this is an exciting venture into like more pre-existing IP for Greta. Um, I think she had a not dissimilar upbringing from my own. So like Chronicles of Narnia was like very much like part of like growing up. And so I'm, I'm personally really excited to see what she's going to bring to it. And I'm excited that we know that they want to go into production on this next year, um, because that means we're going to get it hopefully like 2025. So not really that far out. I, so my like, for me, I'm excited about this because Gerwig is a fantastic filmmaker, mm -hmm. so like she's gonna do a great job. For me, though, Chronicles of Narnia has never really been a big, oh, like a big part. I didn't grow up with it. Okay. Um, I, my my family, we were a Lord of the Rings home. I feel like, at least in my experience, it's always you're you're one or the other. You're I'm either both. a Narnia home or you're well, you're weird. Uh, <laughs> wow. I mean it I'm like in, in the nicest way know. possible. In the, in the nicest way possible. Uh, you are weird. Um, but yeah, it seems like you're you're either a Narnia family or you're a Lord of the Rings family. And we were very much a Lord of the Rings family. Um, so Narnia didn't really. But I, I did read it in school. My uh, my fourth and fifth grade teacher, she was very like into Narnia. So she had us read the entire series um and so i'm aware of it uh i didn't watch the after the first film mm -hmm. that they did previously i stopped watching so the last film adaptations i'm not gonna be able to compare as yeah. much when Airwig releases hers um although to be honest with you she it probably will not be that hard for her to surpass those adaptations i think there will be a lot of people that are looking for something not dissimilar from them though because i think if you liked chronicles of narnia most people really like those movies and still really wanted them to continue so it is yeah because they only did like three mm -hmm. and it's really yeah. up against nostalgia because those, I think most people were exposed to the movies and then the books. I was exposed to the books and then the movies. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see. And there's also some stuff just with like the way that C.S. Lewis writes female characters, which for the time was actually not that bad, to be perfectly honest and from my, from my opinion. Um, but it will be interesting to see how a female director and female writer will take those characters um, and elevate them. Because I think there are certain parts of their stories that are very much like integral to who they are as characters and how their experiences in Narnia relate to their experiences in real life. But I'm excited. Yeah, I. if nothing else, it's going to be it's going to be well made. Yeah, because, again, Gerwig is a great director. She has an eye that is unique and she's going to be able to approach things in, I think, very fantastic ways. So I am. I'm going to check it out, regardless of my history with Narnia. I'm going to be there to watch it. So I will say, though, they are up against some steep competition, because who are you going to cast as Mr. Tumnus, who will rival James McAvoy? Because I don't think you, he that's was one of those. Perfect. 
That's one of those castings that was just so spot on that I don't think that you can. It's going to be hard. Yeah, it it would be like if you're if you were redoing Lord of the Rings, who do you cast as Gandalf? Like, you just can't can't beat the the original. So I don't know. It's tough. But speaking of adaptations, kind of, sort of, let's jump into our next topic, which is about Enola Holmes three mm-hmm. uh so one another thing that we heard from uh stuber is that enola holmes three is in the works it seems that netflix is working on a screenplay for it uh so yeah i'll be honest with you i do not have i do not have really too too many horses in this race i watched the first film and i thought it was fine and then the second one i i didn't watch um, I'm not really in the target audience though, so that shouldn't really surprise anybody. But Maggie, I know that you you checked them out and you, you quite enjoyed them. So yes, are you excited for a third outing? I, I definitely am. Um, Anola Holmes too introduced um, Dr. Watson at the very end, which is played uh, who was played by Hamish Patel, uh, who a lot of people really like, including myself. Uh, and that was definitely a really exciting tease. Um, you know, obviously, I'm never going to say no to more Henry Cavill in um, historical clothing. Uh, and I am quite fond of his version of Sherlock Holmes. Um, I obviously hope we get more of his brother's character as well. Um, and Millie's great in the role. I think it's really fun. Um, I think the dynamic, the, the sibling dynamic is really good. And I think it's uh, a fun approach to the Sherlock Holmes IP um, the source material is really, um, really fun to read as well. So there's there's a lot of stuff for them to play with. And I think that, you know, there's there's never too much Sherlock Holmes. Um, and this is kind of a fun, fun, less daunting version. I found some of the adaptations, <coughs> BBC, um, to be a little daunting. <laughs> so this is like a more fun approach to the character. Um, and Anola's fun. So I think it's exciting. Uh, so I have, I have two things that I want to ask you. Yes. We're going to start with the first one, which is, uh, what would you like to see in this film? Like knowing stuff about Sherlock Holmes, like what would you like to see them bring in for Enola to go up against, or like maybe any stories that you'd like them to kind of have an Enola Holmes twist on? What would you, what would you want to see? Oh gosh. Well, I mean, there's so much that they need to play on with. Um, Dr. Watson and Sherlock Holmes. That's the dynamic that hasn't been introduced yet. And Sherlock has been a little bit more unmoored from the story. His real connection to everything has been through Enola. So I think having that will be like a very exciting avenue for them to explore. And as far as like what stories, like I'm, I can see my Hounds of Baskerville copy like right over there. And I think playing with that some is really fun. Um, So there's there's some stuff to play with there. Um, And as the, you know, the period of history that they're in is continuing to evolve. There's a lot of world events that they can play with as well. Um, so there's really just a world of possibilities. And it sounds like based off of the quotes that we got from Stuber, that he sees that potential, that there's a lot of movement that they can do with that story and that IP. And then I guess my next question, and like, this is tangentially connected. Uh, of the Holmes adaptations and related media, what which one's your favorite? 
So this might be controversial, but I am really partial to the uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law Sherlock Holmes. I obviously love like the Basil Rathbone one as well. Those are great. Um, but I had kind of like reached that age where like you're going to movies and you're like really engaging with it, both like online and offline in a way that like that hit right at the right point in my life. And I just love those movies. I loved Irene Adler. I dressed up like as her for Halloween. Um, I just love those movies and I'm still so craving the like the next movie for that as well because it's still kind of like been in perpetual in the works uh, and it needs to just be made now. Um, yeah, that's that's a movie that like everybody involved at some point has been like, yeah, it's coming. And then it's like, OK, but cool. Where is it? Right. Like it's it's taking too long. But I also think that then gives them some room to play with like an older Sherlock Holmes. And like they've waited just long enough that there's still definitely some different avenues for them to explore there. And I'm still hopeful. I, I wait every day for that news to drop that they're actually going to do it. So. So I do like the the Downey and Law version. Um, my favorite adaptation, though, is one that I I'm willing to bet that none of you out there would have thought, like would even thought, like probably you don't you might not even have known that this was a thing. Uh, my favorite adaptation is the 1988 film Without a Clue with Michael Caine as Sherlock Holmes, Interesting. Uh, playing kind of like he's play he plays a character. Almost more like uh, he's like he's not actually the detective. He's kind of a bumbling idiot. And it's Watson who's actually solving all the crime and <laughs> being the the master detective. It's a comedy. It's a, a comedic take on uh, Sherlock Holmes. But to, like I grew up watching that. That was uh, a film that would played a lot in my household. Um, my mom really, really likes it. <laughs> uh so to me, that's that's always been Sherlock Holmes. Like whenever I read actual Sherlock Holmes stuff or watch actual Sherlock Holmes material and he's like an actual competent detective, it, it kind of breaks my brain a little bit because yeah. like that's not the version of the character that I grew up with. But I, I enjoy that movie and I highly recommend it. Uh, hmm. I don't know where the hell you can watch it. It's probably out there somewhere. Yeah. But well. You know, if we're talking about unexpected Sherlock Holmes adaptations, I am really partial to the TV show House. Oh, yeah. Which is it, now streaming uh, in its entirety. Oh, God. Is it on Hulu? I think it's streaming it, somewhere. It's on Peacock. I think. Is it Peacock? It's like one. It's one of the ones that not everybody has. But I saw a yeah. lot of people being like, oh, my God, I'm signing up because you. it's been a while since you had it in totality somewhere. I will admit it took me an embarrassingly long time to realize it was a Sherlock Holmes adaptation. <laughs> and I then as soon as alone. someone, as soon as someone pointed out to me, I was like, ev like so much more about this show makes sense. Yeah. And like, then all the character names started clicking and I was like, all oh, right, he's house Holmes instead of Watson. He's got Wilson. Yep. Like it, I was like, oh, Wow, I'm embarrassed that it like like I watched the show as it was airing and it wasn't Same. until like it was like a couple of years ago <laughs> where I was like, wait, that's a Sherlock Holmes adaptation. Oh, crap. Yeah. Well, so much for my media literacy. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You're definitely not alone. There's a lot of people who at least once a month on TikTok, I'll see somebody be like, oh, my God, I just found out that this is a Sherlock Holmes adaptation. This explains everything about myself. And I'm just like. So glad everyone's still learning about this. Yeah, it's 
uh, I'm a little bit embarrassed to admit that, but that's where we are at. Uh, speaking of things that you can watch on streaming, well, you can't watch this on streaming yet, but actually this entire episode has been stuff that you can watch on streaming or that you'll be able to watch on streaming eventually. Uh, but anyways, moving on to our third topic, because I don't know, bad segues. I need to get better at segues. I think that that's the thing. Like if I'm taking personal notes for myself about this show, I need to get better at, at topic segues. Well, or, or maybe you like my bad you. segues. We'll extract that from Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're seeking a new co-host because I'm because Maggie is going to be let go soon for that pun. Uh, <laughs> no, but we are talking extraction three. Uh, <laughs> we did we did get news that extraction three is is apparently happening. It is it is coming. Uh, yeah, that's all that we really got. The strikes kind of put a, a, a they threw a wrench into the works on that. So nothing has really been done. Um, so much so that it's not even on Netflix's release schedule. Like, it's so early on in development that we really don't have much to much to say about it. Um, other than it's happening. Uh, I actually... This is one that I do have a bit of a connection to because I really, really enjoyed the first two films. And I think They're that... Great. Uh, uh, what is his, what is his name? Sam Hargrave, yep. uh, does a fantastic job with the direction. And I've just thought that it's like, it is pure unadulterated fun. Like mm -hmm. it's the kind of action movies that I feel like we almost need to see more of where it's just like, this is just balls to the wall, all out action. We don't worry so much about like how realistic anything is or anything like that. Like yeah. we're just, we're just. You know, it feels like almost like an 80s action movie. That's what this mm -hmm. this franchise feels like. And I'm on board because we need more of that. Um, and uh, still I'm, very uh, good character work. Like, that's oh, the, yeah, that's what I really was drawn to. Because, like, I love absolute chaos action films like The Next Person. But I also like, like you said, that 80s vibe to it where, like, you still have interesting characters and dynamics and also absolutely insane action sequences that make you question the physics behind them. Hemsworth's relationship with the kid in the first film was was fantastic. I actually I was worried going into the sequel, knowing that the kid like wasn't going to be there. Yeah. I was worried that that it was going to lose something because of that. And it kind of did to a certain degree, but, you know, it made up for it in other ways. So I am excited for there to be a third film. Mm -hmm. It sounds like we're a ways out from it. So we'll just have to stay tuned. But. You know, I'm never going to I'm never going to complain about seeing uh, Chris Hemsworth kicking people's ass. Definitely. I love the Hemsworth like, brothers. I think they're great. I think they're very talented. Um, I've I've watched Chris Hemsworth on television for a very long time. My first introduction to him was via Saddle Club, which is an Australian children's show, which he had a bit part in. You 
here's the thing that you need to understand about me. Like, <laughs> she might not necessarily do this very much during the show, but when we're just like talking, because uh, every time that we do an episode, we wind up sitting in the call like myself maggie and our producer adam wind up sitting in the call usually for like an hour and like we'll just be talking about whatever and maggie very very commonly will just pull out some like random foreign thing that she's watched and she'll be talking about it and adam and i will just be sitting there just like yeah it's true cool and then like usually adam's pretty good he'll have a he'll have a follow-up yeah. question while i'm just sitting there going i have no idea what you're talking about maggie so of course you're gonna pull up some random australian thing that chris emsworth was in uh i i don't have i don't really have opinions on the rest of the hemsworths um because i just haven't watched a ton with them little, a couple things here there with liam but nothing enough for me to really develop an opinion um i wrote a rather uh a rather prolific article for Collider.com in defense of Liam's Liam Hemsworth being cast in The Witcher as the replacement. So I do have very strong feelings about the Hemsworth brothers. Should we get in? Should we get into that discussion? Not not today, but I think that I think we'll probably have an excuse sometime in the, the coming weeks whenever we get, you know, back on track with shows. I'll get into that. I'll get into that when we get like first images or something like that. Get ready for it. It's coming, guys. There will be a debate. It's going to be the great John versus Maggie Witcher debate. Uh, we'll blast it all day. across social media. Everyone will know it's coming. We're going to treat it like a title fight. Uh, it's going to be great. Uh, I got something in my eye, and that's unfortunate timing for that. Well, you know what they say uh, about planks. <laughs> all right, Maggie. You're getting on my last nerve there. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, that's the that's the news that we're going to talk about on this episode. Again, there's more uh, exclusives that are going to be coming down the pipeline on Collider.com. So get over there, check it out, sit on the website, park yourself on that website, and wait for the articles to come out. Read everything that goes up, uh, and you know, just check it out because we got some fantastic stuff coming. Uh, also, a couple of things, a little bit of housekeeping that we need to do. Uh, First of all, I want to say thank you to Bear Dynamic for the wonderful microphones that they have provided for us on this show. This is the, I have to look at it. I always forget. It's the M70 Pro X. I, I forget the, 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 what number it is. Like my brain wants to say like 50 and I'm like, that's not right. It's 70. Uh, so it's the M70 Pro X. It's a fantastic XLR microphone. So thanks to them for sending it out to us. And uh, also, you might notice that this month that I am going to be particularly fuzzy wuzzy. Um, and that's because it is No Shave November. And I, I always partake every year as part of, uh, you know, trying to raise awareness for prostate cancer research and things of that nature, getting, you know, getting the information out there that, hey, this is a problem. It's it's something that is very scary. It's very treatable, but it is very scary for when people uh, have to deal with it. I've had several family members who have dealt with it. So in the description of this episode, there's going to be a link to the American Cancer Society. If you can go over there, donate some, help to rid the world of the scourge that is cancer. Um, if you can't, just spread the word, share the link around a little bit. Let's see if we can raise some money to help get rid of not just prostate cancer, but all cancer across the board. Um, tomorrow, you will see more of myself and Maggie. You are getting, 
you're getting so much John and Maggie this week. Yeah. Like so much because because here's the thing, just to let you in a little bit on the schedule. So Monday was Perry and I, and then yesterday was me and Maggie. Today is me and Maggie. Tomorrow is Maggie and I. And then Friday, for the first time ever, we're gonna have Perry and Maggie. So excited. <laughs> how like how stoked are you for that? Oh, I'm so excited. As soon as you I came on the schedule, Perry I was like, yes, I won. Won the lottery. Be, gonna be a, a a a ladies night hey shout out to the to perry's other show uh it's gonna be it's gonna be great now we just need to get an episode where it's me and steve yes have a boys night that'll be great there we'll talk go. about like we'll talk about like super manly stuff like like football and expressing our feelings in a judgment-free zone it'll be like dailies in the den <laughs> it'll be great but Tomorrow, Maggie and I, we're going to be talking about plenty of fun stuff. So tune in for that. But until then, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And uh, we'll see you next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.